Thank you for joining us for this life-changing message from River of Life. If you are ever in our area, we would love for you to join us. For more information, click the link down below or download our app in the App Store under ROL Crawfordville. Now let's join our special guest as he teaches from the Word of God. All right. We're going to start out in John 17. And we're going to be reading verse 6 through 11. And let me kind of give you a background on on what's going on here. Uh, This is Jesus praying uh, before he is betrayed. And he is praying a a very heartfelt prayer to the Father. And we're just going to start from 6 to 11 for right now. Uh, NIV is fine. Caught me off guard with that question. (laughs) All righty. Starting in verse 6. I have revealed to you those whom you gave me out of the world. Those were yours. You gave them to me, and they have obeyed your word. Now they know that everything you have given me comes from you. For I gave them the words you gave me, and they accepted them. They knew with certainty that I came from you, and they believed that you sent me. I pray for them. I'm not praying for the world, but for those you have given me, for they are yours. All I have is yours, and all you have is mine. And glory has come to me through them. I will remain in the world no longer, but they are still in the world. I am coming to you, Holy Father. Protect them by the power of your name, the name you gave me, so that they may be one as we are one. Now, the first focus on tonight's message is that Jesus and God are one. They, they, are, they are connected, even though Jesus was here physically and, and God was physically in heaven, as much as the spirit can be physical. Um, they were always one. And the power that Jesus possessed came from the Father. Jesus never did anything outside the Father's will. So we're going to talk about a few scriptures that talks about that oneness with Jesus. Uh, John 17, 20 through 23. Oh, sorry, I'm getting ahead of myself. <laughs> John 10, 27 through 30. My sheep listens to my voice. I know them and they follow me. I gave them eternal life and they shall never perish. No one will snatch them out of my hand. My father who has given them to me is greater than all. No one can snatch them out of, my, out of my Father's hands, and I and the Father are one. That's John 10, 27 through 30. Uh, the next one that talks about this oneness with, with the Father is John 14, 9, 11. And Jesus answered, Do you know me, Philip, even after I have been among you such a long time? Anyone who has seen me has seen the Father. How can you say, Show us the Father? Don't you believe that I am in the Father and that the Father is in me? The word I say to you, I do not speak of my own authority. Rather, it is the Father living in me who is doing his work. Believe me when I say that I am in the Father and the Father is in me, or at least believe on the evidence of the works themselves. All right, one more. John 6, 35 to 40. 
Then Jesus declared, I am the bread of life. Who comes to me will never go hungry. And whoever believes in me will never be thirsty. But as I told you, you have seen me and still do not believe. All those the Father gives me will come to me. And whoever comes to me, I will never drive away. For I have come down from heaven, not to do my will, but to do the will of him who sent me. And this is the will of him who sent me, that I shall lose none of those he has given me, but raise them up at the last day. For my Father's will is that everyone who looks to the Son and believes in him shall have eternal life, and I will raise them up at the last day. Jesus talks quite a bit about doing the will of the Father. I have scripture after scripture, if we had technology, I would go through them, that talks about he only did what the Father required of him. And it also shows up in a number of other situations. For example, when he went to the pool of Bethesda, there was people, multitude of sick people all around, but he only healed one. He could have healed them all, but he only healed one because that was the will of the Father. Let's look at Lazarus. When Jesus raised Lazarus from the dead, he could have raised everyone in every tomb back to life. But he only raised Lazarus because that was the will of the Father. Even one that really got to me was when, when his cousin, John the Baptist, you know, Jesus and John the Baptist were about the same age. Their mothers were pregnant at the same time. Jesus loved his cousin. I'm sure they played when they were children and they had this bond. And John the Baptist knew Jesus was the Messiah. Matter of fact, when, when Jesus came to get baptized, Jesus said, John said, Jesus, you should be baptizing me. In other words, you have never sinned. Why in the world would you come to me, a sinful man, and ask me to baptize the Messiah? But Jesus said to fulfill the scripture. Now, when John the Baptist was beheaded and they took the body and buried it, it would have been easy for Jesus to raise him up from the dead. Easy. But he didn't. As far as I know, there's only three accounts of people that Jesus raised from the dead. John the Baptist, uh, the widow whose son was being buried, and, and then um, another person who came and the, and the daughter died and he raised them up. Only three. And Lazarus. Only three recorded in the Bible that he, that he raised from the dead. But he had the power to raise anyone. And we asked ourselves why. Because it was the will of the Father. Now, an even harder one. When it came for time for Christ to, to, to be betrayed and going across, he's in the Garden of Gethsemane, and he's praying to the Father. And he's saying, Father, if possible, can this cup be taken away from me? Yet, not my will but thy will be done. He prayed that prayer three times. And yet he said, not my will, but thy will be done. See, there are a lot of things Jesus could have done that he didn't. And there was one thing that he really did not want to do, but 
but he did because it was the will of the Father. In John 17 again, there's another part that, that impacts us. And this is where John 17, 20 through 23. My prayer is not for them alone. I pray for those who will believe in me through their message, that all of them may be one. Father, just as you are in me and I am in you, may they also be in us so that the world may believe that you have sent me. I have given them the glory that you gave me, that they may be one as we are one. I in them, and you in me, so that they may be brought to complete unity, that the world will know that you sent me and have loved me, even as you love them, even as you have loved me. When Jesus died on the cross, he gave us this gift. And it wasn't just to miss hell and make heaven. We are now in this unity with God. His spirit lives in us. All authority that has been given to Jesus has now been given to us. We actually have been commissioned to carry on his work. He tells us to go forth and, and heal the sick and cast out demons and make disciples. We carry on the work of Jesus, which is the work of God. It's not just about heaven. We have assignments. We have lives to reach with his love. We have been given power and authority. When you're walking about and someone who may be demon-possessed is near you, they should be afraid of you because of the presence of God that lives on the inside of you. You know, Satan has no power. He's always deceiving. If he can get us so afraid to not do something, he wins. God has given us power and authority cast out demons, to heal the sick, to preach to the captives. We just have to believe it and operate in it. Technology is a great thing when it works. (laughs) In Matthew 7... And and Derek went over this uh, while we were doing the, the Sermon on the Mount. Jesus says, not everyone who says to me, Lord, Lord, will enter the kingdom of heaven. But the one who does the will of my Father in heaven. Let me say that again. Not everyone who says to me, Lord, Lord, will enter into the kingdom of heaven. But the one who does the will of my Father who is in heaven. On that day, many will say to me, Lord, Lord, did we not prophesy in your name, cast out demons in your name, and do mighty works in your name? And then will I declare to them, I never knew you. Depart from me. All power and authority has been given to us. But just like Jesus, we don't have the freedom to just do whatever we want to do. Just like Jesus... We have to obey the Father. And those who obey him are his children. Those who obey him will will experience the fullness of what God has provided for us as his very own. 
So, let's go back to that eagle in the nest. How many has been told to do some things that you haven't done? How many of us, God has given us assignments and tasks and missions, and we have failed to do them? Whether it's because we were afraid, whether because it was too hard. Every one of us, every one of us are vital to the kingdom of God. Every one of us has, has assignments. There are people who desperately need what we have. And God is counting on us to deliver it to them. Again, we're not trying to miss hell and make heaven. When you receive Jesus as your Lord and Savior, he gives you a new heart, a heart that just loves people. And that heart, when it imagines someone being cast out into an eternal darkness, never, ever again to be in the presence of God, that should break our heart. That should break our heart to the point where whatever it takes for us to minister to them, we'll do it. No matter how afraid we may be that somebody might say something to us because we're talking about Jesus at the workplace or we're talking about him in the schools, the image of someone in an eternal hell should compel us to go past the fear. Yes, we are in a world where, where Christianity is not popular. There's a lot of persecution. But the most important thing is to do the will of the Father. Do it afraid if you have to do it afraid. But do the will of the Father. Let nothing hinder you from accomplishing what God has to accomplish. Remember, he will never leave you or forsake you. Wherever you are, he is with you. He will empower you to do those things that you think you can't do. There are some of us that, that have neighbors that we've lived, to, lived close to for years. We've never talked to them about Jesus. We've never invited them to church. We've got coworkers who we've never talked to about Jesus. I want to encourage you this week, as the Holy Spirit starts to work on your heart, be bold. Be courageous. God is with you. He'll help you through. Amen. Um, I'm going to pray. I'm going to pray that this message will compel all of us to do the will of the Father. There's a world that needs us. Let's make ourselves available. All right. Father in heaven, Thank you for your love. And Father, help us to embrace that love. And in return, help us to not only just love you, but love all those around us. Love our brothers and sisters in Christ. Love the lost. Love those who the world has rejected. And we know as we love them, we declare we're your children. Jesus, you tell us, tell us clearly that, that you will know my disciples by the way they love one another. 
Father, I pray for, for strength for those that may be shy and, and, and afraid to be bold for you. I pray for supernatural strength for them and that all of us will be encouraged to do your will. We ask all of this in Jesus' name. Thank you all. This Thank you again for watching our message from River of Life. If this message has touched you today, or if you need someone to pray with, please contact our office at 850-926-1200 or email us at info at rolcrawfordville.com. We also want to encourage you to visit us Sunday mornings at 1030 or Wednesdays at 7 p.m please visit us at rolcrawfordville.com for more information and directions.